0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of MSTA Presents. Uh, It's been a few weeks since we did the last show. We're gonna try to kick things back into uh, doing weekly episodes. Um, And this week I have with me our senior staff attorney, Kyle Farmer. Uh, Kyle, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Todd. Can I just say, I love it when you kick into your like official Todd podcast voice, like it just, it, it makes me happy every time. Thank you. Well, I don't think
0: what people don't realize is that we we use Zoom a lot to do the the podcast. But I pull the uh, audio and not the video. I don't think I've ever said that, so you can see me, and all you're really seeing is the top of my head because I'm not looking at you or the camera. I'm just looking down at the microphone. So it is your uh, best so probably, angle, though. So that's great. Thank was- you. Yeah, <laughs> the the bald spot on the top of my head. So that's what Kyle is getting to see while I talk to everyone else. Um, So, Kyle has joined me several times over the years, and we've had some good conversations about uh, different uh, things that affect teachers, different things that affect school districts. Um, Several years ago, we talked about elections and uh, what teachers can and can't do when it comes to elections, and we thought it would be, or I thought it would be, a good idea to revisit the topic, and Kyle was gracious enough to be willing to talk with me about it, especially since we have an election coming up next week, and I know there are several school board elections around the state, uh, several candidates around the state as well, so uh, we thought it would be uh, helpful to talk a little bit about how uh, how elections affect teachers, uh, what they can and can't do, and then ultimately we will have this so we can uh, point back to it if we ever need to for anybody who's wondering or has questions. So, Kyle, uh, I thought we'd just start with with some of the basics. I mean we both know that teachers can be involved in the election process, but there are some things that they need to be aware of in in doing so. And I was hoping we just kind of start there then.
1: Yeah. So really the the number one restriction that we have as school district employees, and and it's really kind of the only restriction that we have that is very black and white. We have a state statute that says no teacher shall take part in the management of a campaign for the election or defeat of members of a board of education by which they are employed. So you essentially cannot be one of the managing members of a committee to elect or defeat a board member in your school district. It can be the next school district over, it can be the school district that you live in but don't work in, but you can't. You cannot be like the campaign manager essentially for someone running for the board in your district. I don't think that's crazy i think that makes sense you know these are your these are your bosses at the very end of the day so i don't think that's a crazy restriction but it's really the only one that we have that's in black and white written in state statute uh, which is kind of nice
0: so when we've had members come to us and say hey i am i really like this candidate it's not the candidate my local cta endorsed but they asked me to say something they can do that if they want to, correct?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You yep. can you can say something positive about them. You can put stuff on your social media. You can put a a sign in your yard. You can do all of those pieces. You just can't be the campaign manager, right? And and I and so it says management of the campaign. So I think that probably leads to like treasurer and some of those, yeah. you know, high level whatever. Say, but
0: yeah, that's been that's been the other issue that we've run into in the past is. Campaign manager is a specific term, but it's also an overarching term that covers. And we and we've had issues with individuals who've been treasurers for campaigns as well, right. uh, correct? And so we we I mean, error erring on the side of caution, we say anything that is that in that management kind of realm for a candidate's campaign.
1: Right. And, you know, depending on where you're at and and what those election cycles look like, campaign manager doesn't really mean a lot in a lot of school board elections. Um, but it's really sort of being in at the top level of whatever that campaign looks like. You can support them financially, you can throw a party at your house and invite people over so they can talk to folks. You know, again, you can you can wear buttons and in those things you just need to be careful when it comes to making sort of campaign level decisions for that person
0: you know i if backing up for just a second and talking about an individual because this happens a lot um when you have 40 plus thousand members around the state the issue of a member not being happy with what their local teacher group decides happens often Um, i will tell you nine times out of ten 90% ninety percent of the time when that's happened it has been somebody who was not paying attention to the process that the local teacher group was going through and then got upset after the fact and after the endorsements that were made
1: yeah um yeah. Have,
0: have, have you had conver- I've had conversations with teachers in that situation have you had those kinds of conversations before
1: yeah and the, and the one that that I think usually sticks out is well they didn't endorse me and the response is that's because you didn't fill out the survey that we sent out. Asking about what your positions are. So you're right, we didn't endorse you and, and maybe you're a great candidate, but we can't do that based on the zero response that you that you gave yeah. us. So and and look, you can you can have a different perspective than the other people in your CTA. And that's fine. I mean, that that's part of the democratic process, of course. Mm. But um it, it is it is interesting how many times it happens based on just a lack of response from the candidate. And I don't know how a CTA is supposed to deal with that. So well, I, I think one thing that
0: could and should happen is the communication process between the CTA. um, you know, there's some responsibility there. But at the same time, if the communication process is taking place, there's some responsibility on the part of the member or the teachers in that local school district to be engaged and be a part of the process at the beginning rather <laughs> than waiting till the end and getting upset. You know, yeah. I under, if, if somebody is a part of the process all the way through, they really um, felt that a candidate that should be endorsed did not get endorsed. I can understand completely on the other end if they say, well, I, I can't abide by that. Respectfully, I'm going to have to put my support behind this other candidate. I get that. Yeah. But I think it's important to start that at the beginning rather than waiting until the end and then getting upset about the process that you weren't a part of for right. the one to two months beforehand.
1: Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. And, and we can all probably be better about it. But if you've got a candidate who you are really excited about, you know, make sure that they're doing what needs to get done, make sure that they're they're filling those things out, they're going to open houses, they're going to candidate forums and and get involved in that process. So yep, I I, I
0: think I think one of the things that I've seen over the, the course of the last couple of years is when our members are trying their best to host candidate forms and candidates don't show up um, because they either don't feel like they need to or they don't feel like their voice is going to be heard, which in, in reality, I've watched the candidate forms on Zoom. I've been to the candidate forms in person that our, our members have put on. The questions are very fair. Yeah. They're open to everyone that is running for office. And it's in the candidates best interest to be a part of those forums that our members are putting
1: on. I think that is politics 101 in in our current state, you know, and uh, whatever, that that's a whole different, bigger conversation. But uh, I, I certainly think that those forums are most times very well done. And if you choose not to participate, great, that's fine. But you know, there are, there are ramifications for that a lot of times. So,
0: can, can we talk a little bit about um, the communication process or communication, sorry, not communication process, but the communication um, avenues and options in a school district and what teachers need to be aware of when it comes to their communications and, and possibly the, the sunshine law, because it, elections could be affected by that and other things as well so i thought just talking about that topic in general might be helpful
1: yeah so let's let's take a step back from that real quick first so i i view how you as a public employee talk about an election i think there are two different avenues there two different sort of conversations that need to happen one is what you're doing and how you're communicating in your Job duties, right? So, whether you are in front of the classroom, whether you are uh, writing a newsletter to your parents, um, those official job functions, you are not talking about elections from a personal opinion standpoint. You are not saying, I'm voting for candidate X. I'm voting for, you know, the, you know, yes on question A. Um, There is no First Amendment protection. For your speech when you are in your official duties so your your boss your district can say we don't want you endorsing a candidate at the front of the classroom and there can be some discipline process for that and that is absolutely I- acceptable under the law
0: and when and you, Cal, that's that's the case for you and i too as employees of msta i mean right you know i i can't necessarily send out an email on as through my msta email address saying hey everybody this is who i think you should endorse as the communications director for msta so that that isn't just for teachers that that covers the gamut really of of employees in different fields and businesses
1: and and the real difference there is you and i for you and i it's not even a conversation like Bruce could tell us, tell us no. And there's no analysis there. Like Bruce gets to say that as a, as a school teacher, you're a public employee. So there, there is at least a first amendment analysis. Okay, The courts have been very clear. If you were in the scope of your duties, there is no protection for, for your speech there. Now, when you leave, when you go home and you are on your personal social media accounts, you are at a candidate forum, you are at the grocery store talking to somebody in line, the first ever protection ramps up there at that point, right? And then typically that speech is going to be protected. You have the ability to put a sign in your yard. You have the ability to go out and stump for candidates. You, have, you know, you can knock on doors for candidates. All of that is, is going to be protected, right? The only caveat there is potentially if you are creating a situation where Whatever you're doing, however you are campaigning for that person, makes it harder for the district to provide the services they are providing. Then there might be some some ability for the district to take some some action. That's a really that's a really hard bar to get over, I think, for the district in this context. Um, okay. When I am talking to you about what I personally, as Kyle Farmer, you know, citizen of Lee Summit, want to do, want want you to vote for versus when I'm at work, when I'm at, at my teaching job, having that conversation. Okay. You mentioned email, and I think that's important because we also have another provision that talks about not using public funds for campaign purposes. Um, email is is an easy one, right? Making copies. Like if you are supporting a candidate and you go to the copy machine and you make copies, don't do that. Don't ever do that. That's a bad thing, right? We have provisions uh, against that, so we're not going to use public funds. But it also means, you know, things like the copy machine, things like your email, um, because that, you know, that's it's going to be prohibited. The Sunshine Law makes it trickier uh, because here's the thing about the Sunshine Law: when it comes to your email, anybody can Sunshine Law and ask to see the contents of your email. So the so and, and this has happened to us before where the CTA has endorsed a specific candidate and they did it by sending out emails through school district email. The candidate who did not get endorsed was not happy about that, yeah. came back and started requesting emails going back god knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets really uncomfortable really quickly because here's the deal whatever you're putting in that e- in your emails they're going to see um and so we have had this exact issue come up from a person who did not get the endorsement they were mad they knew that it was done via via school email and it became a, a, an issue for them so as a CTA, if you're doing that, I I would really prefer you not to use your school emails for that. That's well. That's why we always ask for personal emails, right? Yeah. Um. Be very careful how you are how you're sending that information out.
0: Yeah, that's truly a a Gmail account kind of uh, communication that needs to take place. Yes, away. it is. Um, yep. and, and that's not to say I mean, you know, a a CTA can endorse a candidate, and yeah. and it happens, and it's happening right now um, yeah. for the elect that's taking place next tuesday it is the things that you're doing in terms of communicating that you need to pay attention to yeah uh, not the not the act of endorsing the candidate it's all the communications that take place after the fact and, and it's the, how it's you...
1: the, yeah it's the communication and how you do it right and, yes. and here's the other thing this goes beyond just the the campaign issue the endorsement issue this goes to literally anything right I I could go to any school district right now put in a sunshine law request for all teacher emails for the last six months and by law the district has to give me that information right yeah so that's why we tell people do not use your school email account for anything personal because it's going to be hard for the district to redact that stuff that's personal right if you're sending you know levy W emails to your to your spouse, that's probably going to show up in a sunshine law request, right? If you're saying, you know, if you say something mean about a parent or say something mean about a kid, that's going to show up in a sunshine law request, and that gets really uncomfortable.
0: So, or mean about a colleague, or mean about administration, absolutely, or your partner,
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally anybody. Yeah, um, that stuff is going to show up. So, so we always say, we we have two sort of recommendations. Number one your school email is for school purposes only like absolutely 1000% only school issues. And if you're writing an email, you just write it as if you assume the person who you're writing about is going to see it, right? Or the world is going to see it, or your grandma is going to see it. However, you, whoever's going to want to embarrass you the most, assume that person is going to see it because it absolutely does happen in this state almost every single year somebody has that this really sort of overarching sunshine law request so i know we've kind of gotten off the the campaign thing but i, I think know, this that's... is important because teachers get caught up in this and then they have to have awkward conversations or you know all those other pieces happen so
0: no and that's that's really good advice and there have been exponentially more sunshine requests in the last probably 3 to 5 years than I remember there ever being in my yeah. 20 plus years at MSTA. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily of us, but of that we've that we've helped members with or school districts with or CTAs with. So because they're lots easy to more do. Sense- sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. easy
1: to do. Like you don't even have to use the word sunshine law. You can just say I want these emails and that automatically triggers the law. It is a very easy law to 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 use. And some, and you know, many times it's used appropriately and it's used in, in in the right way, the way it's meant to. And it could also be used to go fishing and try to find something neat about somebody. Yeah. And yeah,
0: there's there is there there is an important element in sunshine requests and and having the ability to do that. But when you weaponize a, a sunshine request, uh, then then there are issues that that can come to, to bear. And the amount of time that goes into some of some of the requests that are maybe maybe too much maybe a little more onerous than they should be yeah um but so yeah it's important it's important to discuss and talk about too
1: yeah it's the sunshine law is great but it you know we there are organizations every once in a while that will use it as a weapon like you said Uh, it, it does show up and it's it's unfortunate but it's the law and we don't really have a whole lot of room to to fight back on
0: yeah well, thank you for talking about this topic. I think that, you know, and, and we could always go into more detail on either of these, but I, I think the important thing to remember, if you're listening to the show and you're a member of MSTA, if there is a question that we didn't answer or we we brought up even more questions that you have because of our discussion, which happens sometimes, happens to the Every two time. of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah um please email us um you can you can email if you don't remember our our names and email addresses you can certainly email membercare at msta.org and member care staff will get the email to us and make sure that we uh we get it so that we can respond and answer your questions so yeah i, I mean don't feel like um that what we discussed in this 20 minutes is the end all be all if there are some other topics or questions or things that we brought up that you need help with we we want to know we want to be able to help you with kyle is there anything else before we wrap things up
1: no i i think that's a good point because there's nothing you know it's hard to nail down every hypothetical or every you know situation where one of these things might might come up and um yeah, uh, we we love these questions. We 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 want to have these conversations with you. So yeah, because it helps
0: us too. I mean, yeah. when we do the research based on a, a topic or something we haven't talked about or thought about before, and that happens, yeah, um, that helps us help other teachers in in the state. So we yeah. we appreciate your your input and your uh, your interest. So thanks, Kyle. I thank you for being willing to talk to me today. I know that it, I have to twist your arm every time, but. <laughs> you're 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 you come on the show and then you berate me after after we finish recording but thank you uh i'm sure we'll have some more conversations in the coming months maybe if i can trick you convince you okay yeah we'll (laughs) we'll, we'll talk some more in the coming months there's some other other topics other things that we know that our members are interested in hearing about so look for more episodes from msta presents uh introducing and involving Kyle and then other episodes from MSK Presents in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening.